You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. I'm excited this evening to have you join us and, you know, where we talk about, you know, not giving up. And there are situations that go on daily that uh, sometimes get us pondering or get us weary or get us filled with anxiety. And so we like to come on and just encourage and just have an opportunity to be able to rest in the things of God. And when hopefully this show is over, you're able to rise up and be like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I'm not going to stop. Lord, forgive me for um, the thoughts of uh, not trusting you fully. I want to play a song by Byron Cage called There Is a Name. Just listen to it for a moment and allow it to refresh and encourage you. Sing a great chorus of glory to his name. Glory to his name. 
worship him down here. But I'm so glad that when I get to heaven, I'm going to worship with the angels and the 24 elders as they cry holy to his name. I'm for Amen, amen. Calling on the name of Jesus, the name above every name. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't know what I would do if I wasn't able to say Jesus. Jesus in the midst of the storm. I remember when I was um, coming out of a powerful prayer meeting and I, I went home and as I was there, I felt like this darkness come upon me and begin to try to almost like hold me down. And I, I couldn't get up. I couldn't, couldn't think. I, all of a sudden, fear was trying to grip me. And when I said the name Jesus, I couldn't even think of a scripture at the time. Just so much was going on, like the room was spinning and I was held down by this force. But when I said the name Jesus, phew, Everything stopped. And Jesus' name is powerful. Amen. Jesus is a very present help in the time of trouble, in the time of our struggle. And if we could just fix our lips to say his name, all of the power of the universe is behind the name of Jesus. Amen. And so when we think about going through, sometimes when all those thoughts are coming our way and flooding us and wanting us to give up or give in, sometimes just saying Jesus, remembering that he already carried the burdens, our burdens, to the cross. And see, he was sin-free, but we were not. We were born in iniquity. And by saying his name, amen, he, he paid a debt we couldn't pay. And so when I say the name of Jesus, it's like I'm accepting his gift. I'm accepting the fact that he said, I paid it all. I paid the price so that you won't have to. You don't have to walk in shame or guilt. You don't have to walk in condemnation. I have done it. I have paid it. You can walk in freedom. Choose my freedom. 
Choose my rest. Don't get weary in well-doing. Stand. Hallelujah. When you're starting a new job, you're going to have to stand and know who you are. When you are trying to start a new and and adventure endeavor, maybe your family has never gone to college and you'll be the first. Maybe no one, um, maybe you strive to be something that is out of the ordinary in your community. You might want to be an astronaut and no one around you understands you. Hallelujah. Jesus does. See, he created you with a plan in mind. He said, I know the plan that I have for you. I'm sorry, plans. Hallelujah. Because I feel like at every season at, in your life, there's a, a, there's a new way to attempt that plan. So he gives you plans. He gives you strategies. He gives you blueprints. <laughs> Back in the Old Testament, he said, I give you the power to get wealth. Some of us is, are losing hope. Now, don't love money. Hallelujah. But I give you power to get money because if you have, then you're able to be a blessing. But don't get the money. Don't pray the prayer to get the money for God to expand your territory and you want to keep it all to yourself. You want to often sometimes be able to share the wealth, you know, share the love that he's extended to you, share the mercy and the forgiveness that he has extended to you. He wants you now to extend it to others, that they can see Jesus through you, that they can see Jesus is still moving through you. He's not dead. Hallelujah. For the same spirit that dwelt in him dwells in us. He said, I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, and I'm in you. Hallelujah. Ha <laughs> ha. So therefore, hallelujah, that we don't have to have our mindset, that weak mindset that sometimes comes upon us. He said that you can have the mind of Christ. That means I've got to take off my way of thinking and put on his way of thinking, and then I can begin to do great exploits for him. We have to worship him in spirit and in truth. We have to worship him, hallelujah, according to the spirit, amen, not according to our flesh. Hallelujah. And therefore, my flesh and my spirit are warring against each other. Hallelujah. And I, I, hear the, I hear the question asked in my spirit. Hallelujah. Whose report will you believe? Whose word will you stand on? Hallelujah. Whose voice will you listen to? Hallelujah. He said, my people, my sheep know my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. And I think about... I think about um, the Garden of Eden uh, and Adam and Eve. Like, whose voice were you listening to? I mean, the voice of the Lord had walked with you in the garden, in the cool of the day, in the garden. And yet this strange voice comes tempting you to do something else contrary to what you had already had experienced and known of God. And yet we find ourselves in that same dilemma. We find the children of Israel in the same dilemma after seeing great exploits of God, seeing the Red Sea parted and seeing manna, seeing how he walked with them with the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Yet in their moment of confusion or despair or not knowing, you know, sometimes when we don't know what the next step is, we begin to panic and resort back to our old ways. Once again, we're talking about never give up, right? And sometimes these things come to cause us to make poor decisions, giving up types of decisions. Hallelujah. And so why are we listening to strange voices? Why are we singing strange songs? 
So we have two choices, two things, two, two realms of thought dwell in us, good and evil, right and wrong, right? Night and day, black and white. There's always an op- opposite, flesh and spirit, righteousness, unrighteousness. There's always something opposing. The light can't be on and off at the same time. The light has to be on or off. Have you ever tried to catch it where they were doing both at the same time? Almost impossible. And so, therefore, we have to, hmm, we have to make a decision. And that decision is that we're going to be steadfast and unmovable. That decision has to be that I'm going to take up my cross. I'm going to follow after Christ. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to trust and believe what he says. Trust doesn't always come easy. Trust comes with relationship. And so that's why we build our relationship in God so that we can be, we can know that we know that we can trust him. Right? How come a kid trusts a a parent? Some can't because their parents have demonstrated from, you know, young age they can't be trusted. But I'm talking about, um, on average, that uh, a a child that grows up when the parents are loving them and keeping them safe, right, They, they, they tend to trust that through time, through relationship. They know their parent has their back through through good times and bad, that parent has their back. Through ups and downs, through struggles, through teenage lessons learned, through uh, pregnancies out of wedlock, whatever, that parent is there to love and to support you through thick and thin. But through relationship and through time, you established a knowing that you know. Hallelujah. And God wants us to establish that same type of knowing, that same type of trusting him. Hallelujah, that we can trust him no matter what. Amen. That he went to the cross for us. Amen. He doesn't want us to bring uh, condemnation and shame and guilt to the forefront of our thinking. He doesn't want shame and guilt to lead our decision making. We want to talk a little bit this morning, this this evening on shame and guilt. Um, and when you think about uh, guilt, you know, uh, guilt is... It's very, very, you know, interesting in a sense. Hallelujah. So guilt kind of says, you know, I did something bad, you know. But shame says, I am bad. So if you're walking around thinking you are bad, that you're no good, that you are worthless, it's shame, it's, that, that, it's only going to drag you down. And then despair will come and discouragement will come and hopelessness will come. Sometimes the enemy drags us to a place where we feel worthless and suicidal. And so before we have that defeated mindset and allow it to come upon us, we have to fight. We have to fight for our identity. You know? Sometimes the feelings of shame can be mild, it can be severe. So you have to begin to to fight and know who God says that you are. Amen. And I remember a story. um, I'm going to read it. It's uh, John 8. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to read John 8, 1 through 11. 
and just kind of think about um, John 8, 1 through 11. Amen. Hallelujah. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, and at dawn he went to the temple again, and all the people were coming to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, making her stand in the center. Teacher, they said to him, this woman was caught in an act of committing adultery. And in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They asked this to trap him in order that they might have evidence to accuse him. And Jesus stooped down and started writing on the ground with his finger. And when they persisted in questioning him, he stood up and said to them, The one without sin among you should be the first to throw the stone at her. Then he stooped down again and continued writing on the ground. When they heard this, they left one by one, starting with the older men. Only he was left with the woman in the center. When Jesus stood up, he said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord, she answered. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go and from now on, do not sin anymore. It had to be refreshing for this woman to know that Jesus didn't condemn her. Amen. It's almost like learn from your mistakes, learn the lesson, and don't continue in that sin. But God doesn't condemn. Hallelujah. He said there is now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. So if God doesn't condemn us, then why do we allow ourselves, we condemn ourselves, we allow those around us, and definitely we allow the enemy to sneak in and bring condemnation, bring shame and guilt, right? And shame and guilt are not linked with terms of, uh, of, of rejoicing and forgiveness. It normally is there pointing a finger, shining a light, condemning us. And condemnation can truly, truly bring you in despair and hopelessness. And so here's an example of a woman who felt guilty because she was caught in the act. She was doing it. And then shame. But what I liked about it, he's like, hey, guys, you, you want to you wanna stone this woman? You, 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 you want to throw rocks? And, and yet, guess what? You who is without sin, well, then you get to cast the first stone. And when he looked up, everyone was gone, right? We, we, we don't want to judge. We want, we want better for each and every one of us, right? But we don't want to judge and condemn ourselves or others. And so we can definitely learn by this example. You know, think about, you know, the things that kind of hold you back right now. Like what, 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 what shame, what mistake of the past or it could be current that 
is trying to bring you down, to make you not productive, to not be able to produce, to make you want to give up, right? I pray that you hear the words of Jesus where he said, listen, neither do I condemn you. Go from now on and do not sin anymore. So, if Jesus doesn't condemn us, then we shouldn't condemn ourselves. But sometimes, you know, family, culture, friends, you, you know, we, we have an idea. Our communities around us, you know, kind of puts pressure sometimes on us as well. But you could find healing. You could find healing so that you can get set free. Set free. You can receive the forgiveness of God, right? God comes to offer love and he offers forgiveness. You know, I'm reminded of a story. It was a servant and he owed the king like so much money, let's say $50,000. And the king abstained him, said, you know, I'm going to release you of this debt. And the man left. And as he was walking home or wherever he was walking to, he came across his servant who owed him $50. And the man, they said, started vehemently shaking him. Like, you owe me this money. Give it to me. And it always perplexed me. It's like, wow, you were just forgiven of this huge $50,000 debt, right? I'm just throwing the number out there. And yet, you couldn't forgive $50? So, of course, when the king heard this, he threw them both in jail. And it's like, could he not receive the king's gift to the fact of where he was, what, trying to get that $50 to give it to the king who already had released him of the debt? Right? And so, here we think about Wow, have you really received the gift of the king, King Jesus? Have you really received the gift of salvation, the gift of restoration, that you're not righteous because of your acts? Because he said there's no, he said that, 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 that we're, we're not righteous because of our own doing. We're righteous because of him. He said there's no good thing that dwells in the flesh. So in our own natural flesh, we're not able to, we're not able to um, be righteous anyway. So we're righteous because of what was done on the cross, right? We're set free because of what was done on the cross. We have hope because of what was done on the cross. So we get, so we're excited. Amen about the gift. So I'm going to read Philippians 2. I know we're coming to an end to 11, um, 5 through 11. Adopt the same attitude as what of Christ Jesus. And so in the King James versions, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God did not Consider 
equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to the cross. So <laughs> he's like, we, we have to get this same attitude that Christ Jesus had, right? That he's, he's not considering, he didn't consider himself, you know, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Well, he did this for us. It's almost like I, I'm seeing this beautifully wrapped gift present, you know, and it's been given to me. It's been given to you to unwrap and to, to enjoy and to experience the gift that he's given us. And yet we discount it or we don't use it. You ever been given a gift on Christmas, you know, let it be towels, and you're like, oh, I'm going to put it up because they're so pretty, I don't want to use them. And so you save them and for the company, or, you know, you never use them, and they just collect dust. Well, God wants us to use the gift of forgiveness, the gift of everlasting love that he's given us. He said, I love you with an everlasting love, you know, his mercy is new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. So every morning we get new mercy. Use it like a clean slate. Like, all right, Lord, I messed up yesterday, but today is a new day. Do something great. We're at the end. But I want to seed into you that greatness is on the inside of you. I want to say thank you for listening. You are listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. Hallelujah. We thank you for listening. Have a great week. God bless.